Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We're going back to the high. For season five of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. It is Easter weekend. Yeah, happy Easter. To those who it's also Passover. It's also Passover. It's also Ramadan. It's also Ramadan. Um, lots going on. Uh, we are... Moisturizing. Moisturizing. Well, Matt is. Moisturizing my face, which is a hobby. Uh, Byron's chewing on his Easter carrot. I am moisturizing my face before I see Lauren um, for Janik again. (laughs) Lots of little sneezes going on from Bye Byes. It's allergy season. Um, It's in full swing, so to those who celebrate, I feel your pain. Um... We have a great what? Who celebrate what? Celebrate allergy season. Oh yeah, for those of you who celebrate allergy season, <laughs> yes, it's Ramadan, Cheers. it's Easter, it's Passover, it's allergy season. Lots, lots happening. Um, bless you, Byron. Oh my. I think Bye Bye's is allergic to happiness. Yeah. Um. So today we spoke to. Actually, we spoke to him a while ago, but this is you know. Pretend like it was today. Yeah. It's Ben Church! We had a very fun conversation about a lot of things. Yeah, SU's in there somewhere. We will also learn about the last name Church. Correct. We talked about it. Um, So lots of that happening. Uh, That is all. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. In 1985... Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello? Ah, there you are. Yes, here I are. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. And yourself? Good, good, good. So you're you're on your cell. All you want to do is make sure your phone doesn't go to sleep or we will lose the connection. Gotcha. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 Ben. How you doing? Good, man. Good to hear your voice. You too. And we're also joined by our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Mr. Church. Hello there. How are you? I'm pretty good. That's wonderful. Where are you uh, at right now? I am in a a tiny, eccentric town called Washington Grove that is sandwiched between Rockville and Gaithersburg. Oh, okay. Um, Which... Not a lot of people know that it exists or that it's an actual town, not just a neighborhood. So you're nearby. Pretty close, yeah. Do you work in the city or you work out that way? Um, I work out here. I work at the Gaithersburg Library. Oh, very cool, man. Keep those books alive. Yes. Roll doll, man. What's what's up with that? I, I, I've heard rumblings that, that uh, he might be the next... Uh, a celebrity, or, or, or I guess he's still a celebrity that we're 
he did something he said did or said something we don't like is that what i didn't hear anything about yeah, it yeah they were going to censor his books oh god i I've just heard that them. there was something he was like it like he's been accused of being a nazi sympathizer or something right right you know, not to start in hot on on issues like this because this is about <laughs> you, but but this is a timely subject, right? Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of book banning bills and things like that, and things that start to feel like, what is actual freedom? What is actual like freedom to read and choose what you want? Um, and I mean, if you took half of the authors from the past and held them accountable to today's standards, it would probably eliminate most of the authors from current status. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of, um, in particular, right now, the one that comes to mind is, um, oh gosh, uh, Lovecraft. No, is it, no, 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 not Lovecraft. Was it, it, might, Lovecraft? Be, yeah. Lovecraft. it Lovecraft. might be Lovecraft. Lovecraft was, because one of the things with Lovecraft is that even for hit like, a lot of people, you can say, well, they were products of their time and they didn't know any better. But even by the by the standards of the time, Lovecraft was extreme. Yeah. Like even people among his circle were like, dude, you need to stop. Interesting. There was another author I was thinking of that wasn't Lovecraft, but it was kind of of that time. And I it, it'll come to me, um, but kind of in the same horror realm uh rats not there and anyway well, i mean should we read a book written by a murderer <laughs> or someone who has tried to um because that's going to immediately get rid of the book of exodus or anything written by <laughs> abraham oh man i love that's one of the things that i love is when people are like talking about how you know oh this book is too violent or, or too sexual for children and then they you know, completely ignoring the fact that the Bible is one of the most, I mean, there's some, not just violence, but sexual violence. Well, in Song of Solomon, too, there's some sexy stuff in that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Bible's real sexy. In the nightclub, <laughs> at the nightclub episode in Gomorrah. <laughs> That was a mid-season finale, I wasn't it? I think I was in Sodom. <laughs> what? I was in Sodom that night. Yeah. 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 Who you was know it? what? HBO could totally do just like a straight, very faithful adaptation of the Bible. And it would probably fit right in with like Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. I'm I'm down. Like, like Bible is as it is, a legend, myth whatever yeah i mean there's zombies in it too so there's I mean, zombies there, there's there's uh uh you know armies wiping each other out there's there's plays. daughters getting their dad drunk so they you know so they can use wing wang uh, essay him um, <laughs> did you just say wing wang matt I, i'm so sorry i don't have very many vocabulary. <laughs> anyway ben are you from that area originally uh yes i am Ben, are you from a long line of churches? <laughs> um, it goes back a couple of generations. Uh, there's two differing stories about how we came about this name. Um, many generations ago, uh, 
it our last name was uh, uh, depending on how you on who you ask, it was either Hogue or Hog. Like oh, H-O-G-U-E? H-O-G-G. Oh, okay. And the first story I heard was that uh, people were making fun of us for our last name. And so we changed it to church, which, in my experience, did not work. <laughs> um and when I call and when I said that, my dad was like, well, back then that wasn't something that was, you know, that was safe at the time. And my great great grandfather's name was Boss. <laughs> boss Hog. Anyway, Boss yeah. Hog. Um, the other story was that there was uh, uh, there were some criminals uh, like uh, there were, I, I think there were cattle thieves in Scotland. And so the name was changed to to dis, distance ourselves from that. Um, Interesting. But that's uh, that was like uh, I think one of the earliest uh, ancestors because we I me and some of my aunts were very interested in genealogy, um, and so they traced back to I think Alexander Hogg or Hogue came over in the seventeen hundreds. And at some point after him, it was church, and we're not sure specifically what happened. Huh. He had a religious conversion. That could be it, too. Yeah. It's interesting. My name's the most boring out there. <laughs> um, so I have nothing really to, uh, <laughs> to, to talk about. With it could my... have been Smythe at some point. No, I think Ooh. it was Smite. No. no. Ooh, I like that. Steve Smite. It actually Steve was Smith. it actually was Sh was Schmidt and it was changed to Smith. Ah. Actually, it's actually John Jacob Jingle. Jingle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, my last name was Connor and it used to be Kennedy Onassis. <laughs> you wanted to get away from the. Yeah, I wanted to... to get away from it all, so I went back to Connor. But now it's just with one N and and no vowels. Yeah. <laughs> D and R. So has Washington Grove changed very much over the years um <clears throat> it has it, so it started out uh as a it was like a summer camp for like for for adults it was like it was a uh like a religious retreat and walking around the the houses are still you can still see where like the where the tents were set up in in a circle because now there's houses there and it's um, I don't think it's changed too much other than that now that now it's a town instead of a camp, but there's houses all over the, the town that are like, there's one that looks like it belongs in like a Grimm Brothers story. Ooh. Um, it's like it's, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Um, or, or there's like one or two that it's like, did they just move this from like uh, the mountains of, of, uh, uh, of of, I know there's like an actual word for the area, but like upper northern New York, just the Catskills, I guess. Just there, the, that there's houses that just they seem like they've been transplanted from other times and places. Huh. Um, but I live in one of the boring ones on the outskirts. <laughs> That's all right. We live in boring housing too. We live in Fairlington, which is uh, was 
built in the 40s as uh, housing for the Pentagon workers. Oh. Isn't that right, Matt? Now, how is this leading to boring? Because they all look the same. Oh, boring as they look the same. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Utilitarian. Yes, they were built for the Pentagon in the 40s, and everyone who I've ever met has either lived here or visited here, <laughs> except for those who haven't. That's it's, it's very general, yes. <laughs> um, ben, so growing up in that area, what? Uh, how did you first find... Uh, well, first of all, what made you want to get into the arts and sciences and humanities and whatever else? Um, well, I saw the Goonies ah. that came out and uh, specifically the, uh, the the water slide scene. Um, <laughs> and I was just a little kid in the audience looking up at the screen going, I want to do that. Yes. Who didn't? And then... Uh, from then on, and this is, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, the memories come trickling back from, from the, the depths of my, of my aging psyche. Um, and so I remembering, uh, uh, me and my older sister would put on like puppet shows for my parents and my younger siblings. Um, we would do, my, my family had a, a gathering every Christmas Eve and, the kids would all, you know, we'd, we'd put on some weird sort of Christmas pageant that usually involved me doing a pratfall. <laughs> um, and uh, then eventually uh, in high school, um, I finally got into like actual uh, uh, acting, um, doing, you know, still doing pratfalls on the side. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't love a good pratfall? Yeah, it's I mean, fun. I'm not... I, 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 I would probably injure myself if I tried it now. Um, you know, the, the <laughs> advantages to being young, you can, you can, you know, throw yourself down on the ground and it doesn't do too much permanent damage. And sometimes not even on purpose. Yes. Ben Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, I can literally throw myself down Jenny Lamb and Sam Rotella's stairs over and over again and never hurt myself. I don't know how it, I don't know how I did it. You felt no pain. You were in a state of, of heightened... Uh, of excitement. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something. Um, that's interesting. I, I used to put on little pageants and things for my family with my uh, cousin Pamela. Except I think I was like usually like a Batman villain. And I always made her be the <laughs> Catwoman. Nice. And there was not a Batman in sight because I wasn't interested <laughs> in the hero ever. I was always interested in the colorful characters. As 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 Frank Gorshin said, nobody cares about Batman and Robin. They're they're watching the show for the villains. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, still my favorite Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> so you got into uh, act. You say real acting in high school, and how did you hear about Shenandoah? Just because you were kind of close by, or um, I think it was just generally, you know. Once you get to a certain age, all the colleges start sending you pamphlets. And I like I don't remember specifically how I found out about SU. So I assume it was one of the one of the the, the brochures that I got. Um, and I don't remember every place that I tried. I know I auditioned for like the Philadelphia Academy of Performing Arts. Um but like, and I've 
listened to a, a bunch of uh, the previous episodes. So I'm, you know, adding to the number of people who said when, when they came to visit SU, it just felt right. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it, you know, like I, I can live here. This, this feels like a good place. I always pin it on the willow tree and the little pond and bench, you know, the, the fake duck pond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it felt, it felt not intimidating. It felt. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think it's interesting that that answer keeps repeating. Um, almost like everyone was supposed to be there who was there, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> For whatever reason mm-hmm. that goes into some kind of conspiracy theory. I'm sure. <laughs> I've, but I've found because um, I, I, I I'm I'm not a writer, but I write sometimes, and I've found I've I've fairly often uh, compared the way my life has gone to when I'm writing a story where it just like it couldn't have actually happened any other way. Like when I'm writing, a lot of times it's not. I've decided this is what's going to happen in the story. It's, oh, this was always what was going to happen. And so that, like, I do think that, uh, you know, because I do the, the, the thing of, you know, what would have happened if I had done something else? And I, and I'm, I think about this, like, well, everything that, you know, every choice that I've made, everything that I've done and everything that's happened to me has led me to uh, the people that I have met and the friends that I've made. And SU is uh, uh, pretty early, I think, in the, the steps of how I got to, to you know, where I am. Um, so, yeah, it does it does seem like kind of a, if not necessarily an actual like, you know, destiny or fate, but like, this is how the story had to go. Right. Yeah. I, I totally believe in that as well. Um, it, it's, I, which brings us to, you get to SU, you are a uh, part of, and we have to bring it up when we have a fellow cast member on from Pippin, but you were part of the Pippin. <laughs> I think it's, I was, like I said, I'm like I'm I'm listening to the episodes. I'm looking back at like like the photos that I found, and uh, uh, I still have some of the scripts and programs. And I realized as the memories come trickling back, I think it's very telling that the first two roles I got at SU were the grouchy old man in Detective Story and a severed head. <laughs> It means you do really specialty work. Apparently, yeah. I mean, it's I, I did. I I I know. Let's see, because uh, I, I was the grouchy old man in Marathon Thirty Three, um, and uh, uh, the other show that comes up all the time, Playground. Yes. Which I didn't even audition for. Mister <laughs> uh, Mister Herman called me, and said there is a role, in this in the in the show for you and i i was like someone's offering me a role i'm going to say yes and i was so flattered at the time like mr herman thought of me for something specific and then i got there and i started to think did 
did he have, does he have it in for me? Is he mad at me? Is that why I'm here? <laughs> we all felt that way, buddy. <laughs> that, that was our Vietnam, you know, <laughs> that was, uh, one for the books, man, <laughs> that the playground of it all. Yes. The, uh, the me leaving during act two, going home and cooking chicken and eating it and coming back <laughs> with plenty of time to spare before I next came on the stage. <laughs> That's responsibility. Um, yeah. So you were get back to Pippin here. Yes. You were the disembodied head. Yes. That had a conversation with with ben as pippin um now remind me the context of that scene that was post battle with the visigoths and you were one of the killed and slain and basically trying to uh, disavow the glory of war is that right ish I, i i believe so yeah um i was uh they like built a box that was level they, 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 they built a box in the pit that was level with the stage. And then I, I crouched in that and they, uh, uh, I think it was Herman that said, we actually can't, we still can't see him from the audience. So I then like had to like raise up. Fortunately, there was no bottom in the box. So I could like, it was resting on my shoulders. And I say something like, you know, I was a good man and Pippin says, you're also a very lucky man. You've had the honor of dying for your king. And uh, uh, I, I still remember, I, I love getting to say this, just words fail me. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that was a big punchline. Um, <laughs> that's, that's so interesting to look back on because I, we, it, we didn't get to see that scene um, because we were like getting out of our armor Mm-hmm. getting ready for whatever was next i think the orgy scene or something but um i remember always hearing that line get a, yeah. a huge punchline um <laughs> and we all loved it in rehearsal um when we the only times we did get to see it is but. the show about the vietnam war is that just an old there's a lot urban of urban legend there's a lot of theories about what the show's about that is one what is of the them. show about it is um growing up it's a classic struggle between good and evil (laughs) it's uh uh i'm not sure how much thought i ever put into it until just now but i it seemed to me um and actually it seems to be very relevant to my to or or, you know to my life in particular but probably to uh, uh anyone who went into the arts um a lot of it seems to have been uh, what you think is what you want isn't actually what you want, because he like he had, uh, uh, you know he 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 got his his happily ever after wasn't what he set out to get. Like he because he was, if I recall, he was like looking to be ju- just to have the ultimate life of glory or 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 fulfillment or whatever and so he kept looking he he missed what was in front of him until uh uh you know greg said hey i got it we'll set you on fire right he ended up with really what he was searching for all along which was this 
family unit that he developed mm-hmm. and they took all the costumes and lights and choreography away from him and he was content yeah um or trapped as he said yeah it was it was a uh, uh, trapped but happy which, which is, is pretty, a pretty good, good for the end of a musical comedy ta-da <laughs> The, the the one of the best endings I think yeah <laughs> to a musical yeah it is an interesting you know many of our compatriots are uh, still in the business or many are not but use their skills they learned at their time at SU or at their time in the business to um, to in different veins in their current life and I think it's that's maybe why Pippin is still so kind of re- relevant and interesting to us as well um it's it's our lives are i mean we're still somewhat in the arts as in we still write for the arts we don't mm-hmm. perform anymore um but yeah that's that's an interesting thing i never thought of until you just said that too that's really really uh insightful um so beyond the uh the various you know the head and various cranky old men or weasels or what have you. <laughs> um, what are just some other highlight, like fond memories that you have from your time at SU? Um, well, uh, uh, like short bits are like, uh, and this was something I don't think I appreciated enough at the time. Um, I think I was too nervous about grades, um, but in scene study, it was really cool that every time, like every new scene, I had a new scene partner. Yeah. Um, I remember doing uh, Greater Tuna with Norman. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the, sh- the, the play it was from, but like I remember working out like a stunt to do, which involved me doing a pratfall uh, with Hoots. Um. And uh, then, of course, my senior year, uh, Sean Hollenbach wrote a scene for us um, because it was like, like my last scene study. I was like, I need to do something that I have never done. I'll dress in drag. <laughs> and neither I nor, nor Sean or possibly he didn't care to look for a scene. He was just like, I'll write a scene. And he like made up a play and wrote a scene for it and it part of the plot of it was uh, even involved it didn't even involve me knowing what i was doing which was nice how many times did any of us write our own material and just call it a play (laughs) and how would be like what's this from would be like broken in broken dreams It, it was off off broadway in 92 You'd be like, yeah, all right. He probably knew. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's somewhat similar, I guess, to um, uh, my, uh, my first semester directing project, um, which was from a comic book. Which one? Um, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just basically adapted something from a comic book? Yes, and I'm pretty sure I only got away with it because that was the year our directing teacher only showed up half the time. Was it McNamara? 
Was that his? I don't remember the guy's name. I just remember they hired someone from D.C. Yeah, it was Robert McNamara. And he, he was never here because he was, I think, the artistic director of, uh, what was it, Skena Theaters, something like that. Sina, S-C-E-N-A, um, that was in operation for many years here in D.C. He was he was very, very rarely there. You're right. Um, I remember I directed a scene from The Women. Did he teach dialects? Yeah, as well? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a scene from the women, I directed a scene from the women, and I'll never forget, he was just such a weirdo, no offense if you're listening, I doubt you are, Mr. <laughs> McNamara, but he would be like, oh, and next up we have Stephen Smith with the women. Um, <laughs> so what did you work on with the women? <laughs> He'd always say it like that. And I was like, does that word hurt you? Like, what is it? <laughs> Some people have a problem, uh, like a hard time saying women. Really? I've never encountered that in my travels except for him. Can you say women for me, Matt? Women. Oh, see, that was lovely. Ryan? Women. That, wait, that, wait, wait, that wait. was creepy. Wait, wait, wait. Not, but can you do it in an accent? Uh, women. Uh, see, we're learning. We're seeing, showing what we learned from Robert McNamara. Wilman? Wilman? Yeah, I'm from Gaul. Uh, Wilman. Women, women, women. Yeah, women. women. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that was, but that was fun. Uh, so it's actually "Woman" is a great uh, horror film. Have you seen it? Directed by Lucky McKee. No. Good one. Anyway, sorry. <clears throat> there's a horror film called "Woman." Yes. There's there's one called "The Men" too, right? Uh, just men. men. Just the men. Men, I have heard of. I I, I saw the trailers for that. It it almost seems like women would be like the incel response to they they made a horror movie about men well i'll show them right right women are scary (laughs) um that's so funny i have to look that up right the woman it's really good look at me key he did may oh i love may yeah yeah yeah. anyway good movie back 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 to it um so ben after um some of those fond memories and characters and whatever else, what, what did young Ben do post SU? Um, well, let's see. Um, I discovered, uh, a, a, a love of, uh, road trips. Um, and I almost like, I, I drove, I've, I've driven across the country twice. Um, and on the, the first time I did, this was, I'd say, uh, uh, all, very soon after graduating, um, I, I did my first big road trip, and I almost decided to stay in Vegas. Really? Be, be, yes, because they still had the Star Trek experience out there. <laughs> nice. And I got as far as I, I found where to go to get a job application to work at the Star Trek experience. Um, that would be fun. I, I think it would have been great fun. And, and the reason I eventually, you know, I ultimately decided not, not to stay there. And, uh, and that's something that, that has all of my, like all the roads of my life have led me, you know, uh, uh, back to, uh, the DC area. Um, and that is generally because that's where, uh, 
my friends are. Um, so when I was out in Vegas, I was like, well, I, all, all of my friends are back East. Um, and we also, uh, some of my friends and I had got it into our heads. We were going to make a movie and we tried to do that twice and both times, uh, it didn't work. Um, but, uh, I started, I, I eventually started working with a company, uh, based in Charlottesville, um, called Darkstone Entertainment. Um, and they make, uh, low to no budget, uh, like sci-fi horror fantasy films and, uh, web series and stuff. And I've worked with them pretty steadily since like 2005, I think. That's awesome. You know, uh, Monica has her own little film production company in, uh, I think, Richmond. Oh. That she does horror films as well and web things. And you should check out her episode. She tells all about all of her projects and things that are going on. Very cool. But that's awesome. That that sounds like right up my alley for sure. Yeah. Have you um, seen anything? Sorry? Would we have seen anything that they have worked on? or you have um, worked on? A lot of it, uh, uh, granted, a lot of it hasn't seen the light of day yet. Um, but uh, we did do the, the, the biggest project I worked on with them was a remake of Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, nice. Um, it, was, it was just called Plan 9 uh, with um, it, uh, Brian Krause from Charmed as our male lead. Um, and the last surviving cast member of the original Plan 9. Which was uh, who? Conrad Brooks. Who, which one was he? He was, uh, one of the, the cops. I think he was the one who just kept, like, had absolutely no gun discipline whatsoever. Yes. Um, like even going so far as like use his gun to push his hat, his cat back up on his head. I think yeah. that was Conrad Brooks. Um, and I think he, I'm pretty sure he has since passed, but he was, uh, uh, he died in 2017. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, we got, uh, with him, uh, do you remember, I think she was the first zombie you ever see in the walking dead. The little girl? The little girl. We got that actress. Was she like much older by then? <laughs> she was yeah, yeah. She was she was she was uh not not quite as little a girl. Um, did she play the vampire role? No, no, she um she 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 worked with, with uh Conrad. Um she was like his granddaughter. Um but no, we had uh I don't think it was anyone that was like I think most of our budget went to uh, casting Brian Krause um, sure uh, so we didn't have a whole lot of we had a lot of YouTube stars in it um, are you familiar with the angry video game nerd yes he's in it wow um, we got the, the Chad Vader guys <laughs> um, well that's kind of smart I mean uh I would hope that like at some day this like finds YouTube in some way, you know? Yeah. Um, well that one came out on DVD. So that one should be findable at least. Um, oh, Ryan has found it. It's awesome. on Plex. If anybody would like to watch it. Plex.tv. You know, uh, it's an app like 
Pluto or yeah. uh, 2B or something like that. Yeah, Plex. Okay. Um, no. Go ahead. And then, continue. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the other big thing that I did with them, um, we did a web series called Spade. Um, and I, that, that sort of fulfilled my dream of being a regular on a series. Um, and, uh, uh, that one, unfortunately at the moment is not available because when we were putting it out, YouTube had this like blanket license for music. Yes. And then that went away. So like half of our episodes were no longer like they kept getting that, like all the audio got shut down. Um, Your character was Wesley Morgan. Yes. And I am still uh, uh, somewhat obsessed with that character. Uh, I'm hoping to bring him back. What there's now. Um, I know they're available on Amazon Prime. There's a couple of short films um, about the lead character of, of, of Spade. His, his, uh, that character's name was Jack Spade. And so we're doing, they're making some short films and then we want to make like one or two feature length ones. And one of those will be like, uh, at least like the first season of the web series strung together as a feature. Um, and then hopefully that will open the door for me to come back to play Wesley. Um, I partly because I got to play him for so long. That is a character that I, that I really connected with. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, he dies, but hopefully that won't stick. Interesting. I, did you the the guy that directed this and Plan Nine, John Johnson? Are you yes? Him? Yes, I am. How did you guys meet? Um, so he was, there was, uh, for a while, what was the website? It was like actor news. Um, it's not a bit, it's, it's not around anymore, but it was one of the, the earlier like casting sites. Um, it's somewhat, uh, somewhat similar to like actorcenter.org, but it was like actornews.net or something. I think that, that rings a bell. Yeah. Um, and, uh. So I saw a casting notice for a film called Demock. Um, and I went and auditioned uh, for a couple of the smaller speaking roles. Um, and then I got called back um, to play one of, you know, I, uh, uh, to do background um, on that. And I played, I think, like three or four monsters in DMOC. And I was very pleased because both times that I died on screen, I was the only one that had to be shot twice before I went down. <laughs> um, and then I auditioned for another short that they did, or not a short, it was a feature. It was called Freshman Psych, which I think, I'm not sure where that's available. Um, but uh, it, at least, it at least used to be online. Um, but after that, uh, Johnny just started contacting me and said, we're doing a project. Here's the role I would like you to play. Um, and, uh, whenever I'm able to make my schedule, uh, my, my schedule fit, I, I 
find some way to get down there and have a great time working with with uh, good friends. Um, do you remember uh, Micaiah Umbertus? Yeah. Yeah, he works with them as well. Oh, awesome. I have to be honest with you. Um, Ed Wood is a, a favorite uh, of mm-hmm. mine. I have all of his films, including Orgy of the Dead, including like many documentaries about him. He's quite mm-hmm. a fascinating character. Plan 9 is is so... I remember recording it off of the TV when I was a kid. Um, and even when I was a kid and like would watch anything and love it, I was like, is this for real? <laughs> <laughs> I put it kind of in the same category as like robot monster, you know, the gorilla yeah. suit with the deep diver helmet on. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I think I was most scared in plan nine of, um, Oh, is it Myla Nurmi who plays, uh, or is it Vampira? It was Vampira, whose real name I think is Myla Nurmi. Okay. It's, it's, see, this is how much I know. I also know that the woman who played opposite the lead female, she went on to leave Ed Wood. I think she was with him at some point and go, she wrote songs for Elvis. Oh, wow. Like many. Um, for a while. Was she like, Ed, I'm going to go write songs for Elvis. No. <laughs> I slam the door. You should look that trivia up because that shit's really interesting. <laughs> um, just write like Ed Wood, Elvis Presley. Like, I don't know. It's it's interesting thing. I've, uh, Mike, I Mike, you get a picture of Elvis cross-dressing. <laughs> I'm, picture, I'm picturing Ed Wood like calling after her. It's like, see if he wants to be in my picture. <laughs> of course. Of course. Or can we use one of his songs? Yeah. Um, um have you ever seen Orgy of the Dead? If I have, it was on MST3K. No, okay. it, it was never because it never okay. would have been allowed to be. Oh, oh, it's okay. So it's Dolores Fuller. Dolores Fuller. Yes, that's yeah. the actress. Yeah, yeah, she did it. She wrote songs for Elvis, right? Yep. Yeah. Anything that is we would recognize. Uh, let's see. Ryan is always the Google monster Television for performer us. and songwriter. Uh, Rockahula Baby. Rockahula Baby, which was in Blue Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, not much le- really on her uh, I Got Lucky. Stepping Out of Line, Unused Track. Oh, You Can't Say No in Acapulco from Fun in Acapulco. Okay. <laughs> um, Beyond the Bend and It Happened at the World's Fair. I, I don't know if you can't say no in Acapulco would be a, a, a thing you know, that we would embrace today. I mean, and, yeah. and for me, this is, this is my favorite. Do the clam. Do the clam? <laughs> yeah, from Girl Happy. I wonder how that goes. No, I know how it goes. I've seen all of these movies. You know how Do the Clam goes? Well, I mean, I've seen the movie. Uh, how got to be a dance, right? How do you do the clam? Yeah, I think it's probably something with your with arms. With your, your arms, yeah. like an alligator? Yeah. She also wrote Bad Romance based on her and Ed Wood's relationship. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> Get off of Wikipedia. Um, it's gotta be true. It was on TV. No, Orgy of the Dead is, I think Ed Wood even stars in it. It's basically the premise is two, like, you know, lovers are like 
going to a graveyard at night to make out or something and then there's like a vampire uh and a werewolf and all this stuff and they make they tie them up and make them watch all these women dancers who appear to have been paid in drugs to do the film um who are like very high dancing like go-go with like their boobs out um (laughs) I recommend it highly because it feels like a strange trip that you can't get out of somehow. (laughs) And it has ridiculous dialogue when there is dialogue. It's ridiculous. Um, What's it called? It's called orgy of the dead. I have it on DVD. Can we say orgy like five more times? Yeah. Orgy, 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 orgy. (laughs) Who would take their date to go make out in a cemetery? Uh, it's goth. a very popular, well, um, yeah, goth, totally. There was just one time back when I was, no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> I was like, who has it? Come on. Um, I, have, I have a really serious question for you, Ben. Okay. So Matt showed me, uh, some TikTok since I'm not on TikTok. Is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge worth going to? Yes. Really? Yes. Um, you, is it a really an amazing experience? It really is. Um, seeing that, you know, the, the I'm guessing the, the one you saw is one with uh, 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 the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's outside a ride called Smuggler's Run, and you get to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Oh. Um, there you get uh, uh, six people in the cockpit. So, like, there's the pilot, the co pilot two gunners and then two engineers um and all the engineers have to do is hit the button or switch when it starts flashing um but uh and then there's um rise of the resistance um i saw one review that i totally agree with that said it's the closest you can get to actually being in star wars that's the one that our friend r scott thompson worked on he's a imagineer Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, you, how do you, how are you a part of it? Um, so you go through, uh, uh, it is a, a, a very long line. Um, uh, but in my opinion, the ride was worth it. Um, and so you, there's a, uh, they're evacuating a base. And so you're in a, a ship that's, a, that's being evacuated from the base. So there's a, bit of a flight simulator there and then that ship gets captured by a star destroyer and then like you are marched by imperial officers and stormtroopers like through the star destroyer to the next part of the ride what um one like like one guy um one of the officers i he i don't know how much he broke character to do this but i know that like a little girl in line behind me started freaking out and so like i I did see that he like crouched down like near her and so i'm like you know i'm I'm guessing he was like you know don't worry none of this is real um or possibly he stayed in character it's like it's okay as long as you cooperate everything will be fine (laughs) he's like sweetheart i'm never bringing you to work again Um, so what's the next part of the, the um, ride? The, the ride, yeah. So then you're you're they they put you 
into like, and, and I feel like that's it, it would be a great job to have um, if you were sometimes cranky because you don't necessarily like, you know, as they were going, it's like, stand there. You know, you know, they didn't have to be polite to people. You just go over there, stand there. <laughs> and so they, they separate you out into, into smaller groups and they put you in a holding cell uh, to wait for uh, Kylo Ren to come interrogate you. And then the wall behind you gets cut open and pulled out. And then there's a resistance guy going, come on, this way. And then you're on a like a cargo thing trying to escape this Star Destroyer with droids chasing you. At one point, Kylo Ren starts like cutting through the roof of the... Like, it is... Wow. Really, Yeah, it's really impressive. Huh. When did you do that? Um, so I did that... Uh, that was uh, uh, my my birthday present to myself for my 45th birthday um, was a, a trip down uh, to uh, Disney World um, primarily to finally ride on the Haunted Mansion. Oh, wow. I've um, never been. I've never been to Disney World, just Disneyland. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I went, my family went when I was a really little kid. And uh, I chickened out, like, just as we got to the, like, we, uh, j- my mom never lets me forget this. We, we went, got all the way up to the entrance of the Haunted Mansion, and I chickened out. And so, uh, uh, and then uh, I went a couple of years ago with uh, uh, some friends. And I was like, I'm finally going to ride on the Haunted Mansion. And I'm, I've been, you know, this has been my one of my big regrets all of my life. And it was broken. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh. this year, finally, on my 45th birthday, I got to ride the Haunted Mansion. Um, all right. So spoilers. How was it? It was it, it was really great. I do. Um, not sometimes you don't need better effects. Um, there's a bit. I, and, and I've been avoiding spoilers for the Haunted Mansion for like decades. Um, but I did know, I, I had seen like photos of the bride character, which was like this white, you know, uh, uh, it's just this, this ghostly figure. You don't see her face. You just see red glowing eyes through the veil. And it's really spooky. And now there's like a full on hologram with this like lady holding an axe going here comes the bride and like that wasn't as spooky as i was hoping but everything else was really cool Um, (laughs) so stick with the the practical effects is what you're saying yeah um the the sometimes digital is great but a lot of times i'm more impressed with a well-done practical effect than uh digital stuff this brings us back to our recent exercise of it was recently ryan's birthday and one of the gifts we got him were the, the three DVD set of the Star Wars films that was released before um, uh, the original theatrical without oh. all the, you know, raping by CGI. I had, I'd had it on VHS tape forever. And there was like this there was like I think it was 2008 was the last time it was released as like a, a bonus disc. Wow. When it was released. But so it was released with the you know, the Lucas cut, you know, the new right. stuff added. And then on the bonus features is the original theatrical of all of them. Interesting. And, and fucking, you know, 
Guido never shoots, period. Han you know, shoots. He doesn't just shoot first. He's the only one that does. I'm yeah. <laughs> it's also interesting that you can see into, in the first Star Wars, uh, you can see into Vader's eyes and mouth through the mask. Interesting. Which, which is wild when you see it. And you're like, no, that 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 couldn't have been. Yeah, <laughs> you can still see his mouth in Empire, but the eyes are black at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to say he's gradually even more becoming less human. Right, right. Yeah, we're watching the prequel right now to that called The Last of Us, <laughs> which, which leads up to the, the uh, Falcon uh, plane ship. <laughs> we, we just are caught up on... Have you watched The Last of Us yet? I have not. Um, my, I, I don't know if I'll get to... Um, it depends on uh, HBO's uh, 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 because so I found out it was on HBO and I was like, I just canceled my HBO Max uh, subscription mm. um, because of their business practices. Uh, and so if they allow The Last of Us to be released on, on uh, Blu-ray or DVD, um, I will probably watch it then. Um okay. But my fear, my fear is that they will put it away so that they don't have to pay royalties. Ah. Because that seems to be what they're what they're doing now is they they they're canceling shows and movies, uh, sometimes not even releasing them, so they don't have to pay anybody. Yeah, Batwoman. Yeah, that whole debacle. It was filmed. Spent ninety million dollars. Oh, we're not going to release it. Yeah, they did the same uh, with a Scooby Doo animated movie. They they completed it and then put it on the shelf. Uh, so I don't know, man. The live action ones are are close to my heart. They, I don't know if they can really uh, beat those live action ones written by James Gunn. <laughs> so. I, I think Ryan mentioned something about TikToks and I, I've loved watching your TikToks, uh, Ben. And if people want to find you on TikTok, your username is? Um, Celtic Sun Rain. Um, uh, uh, so C-E-L-T-I-C-S-O-N-R-A-I-N. Um, and otherwise known as Elder Ben. Because uh, among my friends, there was another Ben uh, uh, who was on TikTok. And so, okay, wait, I need to distinguish myself from that kid. Um, <laughs> At least it's Elder Ben and not Old Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I have enjoyed watching all of them, um, especially the recent one. Was it to the Lakeshore Mall? Lake Forest Mall? Lake Forest Mall, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just amazing stuff. Um, why was why was the music playing and why was the alarm going off? Um, well, okay, so the alarm was uh, a sound that I had gotten. Um, I was trying to make it look like something from Silent Hill, and the alarm was from the Silent Hill. Nice thing. Yeah, I was um, like, "Oh my god, this is creepy." Yeah, uh, which was what I was going for. Um, the <laughs> first one I did. There's still there was music playing on the on the loudspeakers because officially it's still open. But um, no, is there anything open inside? There's I think at like 
I know at least one kiosk was still running. I think there were two, like one or two stores that was were it still open. Um, it was uh, like I was walking through and like trying to not like catch any of the people that were in there on the on the phone because like I'm not going. I'm trying for for spooky and abandoned and people being here doesn't quite work for that. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is when you said there was like a kiosk open, I immediately thought, I want to know the story of that person working <laughs> at kiosk in an abandoned mall and like what they're thinking. That sounds like it would be a creepypasta, doesn't it? It does. It does like like things I've seen at work now that the mall's about to close. Yeah. Yeah, you caught that one woman in the background with the siren. I wish you could have like, yelled across, could you be a zombie real quick? <laughs> Um, so, so if, if people want to follow Ben, I highly recommend it. It's, it's always Celtic a, sun rain. Yeah. Sun S O M. Celtic sun rain. Yeah. There you go. Jingle it. Um, so, so as, as a, uh, I, I'm looking at the time and I want to be mindful of it, but I want to right. ask you about your, your life now as, you know, a librarian and what, what that for all the people who don't know, including me, like, what does your day today kind of entail um helping people find books reshelving things uh what what is like um, well uh uh primarily reshelving um i am uh i'm i'm a library page which okay. is pretty low on the the ladder which is pretty much where i like it um because uh uh you know it, it's it's like I'm the kind of nerd who enjoys, you know, I like shelving books. I like when they were interviewing me for the job, um, they said, you know, one thing we might ask you to do is, you know, go through and like make sure all the books are actually where they're supposed to be. And I said, I was like, oh, good. I can't because I, I kept, I think I went into like uh, uh, an FYE once and I actually went out and was like, I don't suppose your manager would hire me just to put all these DVDs back where they're supposed to be. <laughs> oh my God. It's so annoying. Um, so I'm, I'm tidying stuff up. I, I've the other day, I, I, those of you who, who see my Facebook posts, I did post something. It's like, God, I hate teenagers sometimes. Um, and it's because we get, volunteers coming in who are just trying to get their uh, uh, community service hours in. And so they're kind of doing a half-assed job at some stuff. And so I'm like, I ha I, there's other work I could be doing, but I also have to clean up this mess that these kids made. Um, but uh, yeah, if, uh, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll be shelving or, or tidying up um, generally if people need help, um, I direct them to the, uh, the information desk. Um, but I've been working there long enough, uh, that for, for a lot of, like a lot of times I can in fact help people find stuff. Um, I found it's a lot easier to not answer a question if I don't actually know the answer. Uh, because like they were like, you know, officially, I'm not supposed to be helping people find anything except the information desk or the bathroom. 
but I'm but like if someone asks me where a certain book is and I know where it is, uh, it's you know <laughs> I got to the point of like I'm just gonna tell people where if I know where it is I'm gonna tell them, and I haven't gotten yelled at for it yet. So do you, do you like to read? I do. Yes. Um, it's so hard to where would I find it. your books in the library? Um, well, you won't. I mean, I haven't. Uh, uh, I mean, your genre, like what, my, what you like to are read. You in the, are you in the history section? I mostly I'm, I'm, I'm all over. Um, I just finished reading like technically they're sci-fi. Like we have a sci-fi section and we have a mystery section. Um, but so many like sci-fi and, and mystery and fantasy books just are among the general fiction section. Um, I just finished reading two books uh, by an author named uh, Ruthana Emrys, who, um, calling back to uh, the earlier thing about Lovecraft, she wrote uh, a couple of books set in the world that he created, but tossing aside like all of the xenophobia and bigotry and like treating his treating the the creatures that he created as actual intelligent people who can you know, uh, you know who are just mostly just trying to live their lives and people keep freaking out um and those were just in the general fiction section i it's part of a bigger movement of of past perfect movement mm -hmm. which is very interesting um i was you know we're working on this uh long shot uh story podcast eight episode arc thing and the original draft of it uh was quite true to the times of the 80s mm -hmm. with, with a lot of uh you know slurs against gay people and stuff like that and when i first uh i think it was dave joria actually um, from SU also, uh, I sent it to him to read and he said, you know, there's this thing called past perfect um, that you may want to think about because though you lived through those times and they were harsh, uh, people don't want to read about that as much anymore, it's, especially yeah. in genre fiction and stuff. They want a kind of a perfect safe space. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, that's really valid. Um, yeah. And the more I think about it, I'm like, well, yeah, why relive past trauma if we can, you know, course correct it? Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of people say, well, that's not the way it was. But, you know, the way it was was really effed up and effed up yeah. a lot of people, you know. So it's interesting. That's an interesting thing that you told me about that author and what they're doing. Um, what What are some other favorite things uh, that you've read recently? Um, well, let's see. So recently um, there's... Uh... Uh, see, this is why I wrote stuff down. <laughs> I was like, I know they're going to ask me stuff and my mind's going to go blank. Um, but we, we usually ask about streaming, which I was going to get to next. But um, <laughs> um, you can feel free to skip the book and go to streaming if you'd like. Gotcha. Um, well, yeah, see, um, there was a, a, a manga, uh, which I'm because uh, uh, I, I have the thing where my attention span doesn't necessarily allow me to keep up with everything. Sure. Um, so, but there's a manga uh, that I've managed to keep up with called Comey Can't Communicate. <laughs> um, and that's about, it's like a, a 
it's like a, a slice of life with ridiculous comedy thrown in um, about a bunch of uh, Japanese teenagers who all have some manner of like neurodivergent like anxiety problems and the title character it has such crippling uh, uh, social anxiety that she literally cannot speak um, and everyone thinks she's just is like she's so pretty that and everyone like mistakes her like she freezes when people try to talk to her and everyone's like oh my god she's so poised <laughs> um, and then there's like one character who sees through everything um, but then in terms of, uh, what I've been watching, uh, see, I've, I've really enjoyed Rings of Power. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it too. I enjoyed, you know, not really knowing, and I don't want to give anything away to anybody that hasn't watched it, but who the character was that came to the... Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, pretty so sure I know now, but they could, they could still like talk, like throw us for a loop. Um, yeah, it was it was bad. I really enjoyed it. I was actually surprised. Yeah, um, I've uh, also um, I've managed to keep up with all of the. I, I have not yet reached my saturation point for Star Trek. Um, Me neither, man. I'm I'm. They they when they were doing like another show and another show and I'm like I'm really excited about each of these. I'm afraid that at some point I'm not going to be. <laughs> um, I reached that. I've reached that point with the Marvel stuff yeah. and with Star Wars, but so far I'm I'm still all aboard for uh, all 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 of the Star Treks. I even like Lower Decks. Yes, really funny. A lot of jokes that people might not get if they haven't seen the rest of the yeah the rest of the sh shows. But the yeah. And um, what's your favorite of the new shows? Of the new shows, I think Lower Decks is up there. Um, and then I think it would be it's a toss up uh, between Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds, man, so good. They went back to basics. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. And I I like that even when they were getting into some of the more like gritty stuff with, with some of the tracks, it still came back around. Like no matter how uh, uh, violent it got, it still came back around to like the solution was every time has been to figure out a way to stop, to, to stop othering these people. And that that the solution wasn't violence. It was, hey, I figured out you know, we've we don't actually need to to blow something up to solve this. Right. Which is, you know, the heart of what made Star Trek so wonderful about. Yeah. You know, tackling the hard questions in our society, you know, going in back to the original show. And we mm -hmm. kind of got away from that. Yeah. Yeah. But now I think this new shows. I think you're right. I think it really does bring back what Roddenberry had in mind and which I'm like, anybody that watches Star Trek, how can, how can you like hate anything or like not see where we could be if we all just get together, you know, every time some like, it's so bizarre. Every time somebody like on the right 
the the you know the alt right or, or however they refer to themselves. Let's just say house right. <laughs> house right. Um, just uh, uh, there was uh, I forget which what they did on which show. Um, oh, it was uh, in the in on Strange New Worlds when they used like footage of the January sixth riot as like here's bad people doing stuff. And they were like, oh, my God, Star Trek got woke. I'm like, don't pretend you've ever watched any of these shows. Right. <laughs> because right, clearly yeah. you haven't. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was a guy I knew at SU. I don't remember his name. But I remember when Voyager came out, he was appalled that there was a woman captain. Oh, come on. And like, he was just like, Starfleet would have been smarter than that. I'm like, have you been paying you? What? How do yeah. you miss the I, point? You missed Voyager completely. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, I think we've gone down a, a rabbit hole of Star Trek <laughs> here, man. Uh, but man, yeah, it's it's we're quite a, a ways in. It's it's really good talking to you, dude. You too. Yeah. Uh, thank you for geeking out with us. And, no problem. And uh, best of luck with everything you have coming up, and and. Just your TikToks bring me joy. Keep doing them. Thank and you. We'll, we'll uh, don't be a stranger. We'll see you. I mean, gosh, we we're pretty in the same metro area, so we'll yeah. Look for me in the reference section. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, bud. Have a good night. You too. Bye. 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 so much ben it was great to catch up with you see where you were in the journey of life uh i love watching seeing your tiktoks pop up on my tiktok feed um so keep ticking the talk um keep ticking the talk y'all yeah so we're about to have some friends over and go hide easter eggs yeah um for the children of the neighborhood and maybe dye a few eggs and <clears throat> You know, listen to some Jesus Christ Superstar. Every day, a little death. Wow. We're going to die eggs and watch Jesus. Right, okay. I see how you put that together. Put that together, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Um, and happy spring more than anything else. Um, we're glad for you. We're glad for our Patreon subscribers. We do have a Patreon if you have it in your heart to support thank you also for all of you who supported to my uh first album that you know at the tender age of 40 i'm putting out a album of recordings that i found on an old hard drive that were from a cabaret 11 years ago so like why not use them it's a great song set it's all about you know it's the kind of songs that i would put on a mixtape to matt back in our early budding romance in 1998 so Good romance. stuff. That's not one of those songs, but romance is fun. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, on that wonderful note, uh, <laughs> there was I, a lot of notes. Several. A um, couple of them maybe were like uh, a collection of notes. If you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connersmithmusicals.com. That's kind of with an er. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Patreon. Um, uh, 
what's Pinterest, um, a whole bunch of stuff. Pizza. Connor with an E-R and Smith. Um, please rate, review, subscribe to today's episode. Really helps us out a lot. Share where you share things. Post it where you post things. There is a Discord board. You can check it out. It's like a place where you can say hi and be interactive with your fellow alum. Put pictures up where they're not going to end up in Facebook, etc. Um, the Discord link is in the podcast notes. Um, and furthermore, uh, just thanks for continuing along this journey, the SU journey of all of our friends. And we hope everyone had a good time at the reunion who went. And we hope there's another one in the future that we can attend. And that's all for today. Bye! Bye!